AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Joining us once again, Ross Dianheim with MJSB Employment Justice. We are here to talk. There is a plethora of laws that have just been passed involving employment justice and employment law. And Ross is here to come talk a little bit about them, which is got to be difficult for you. First of all, Ross, good to have you with us again. Thanks, Matt. Awesome to be here again. The This has got to be for you, for any law firm that deals with employment law. This is to a point almost nightmarish because you have got bill after bill after bill coming down where there's impacts to your direct field of expertise, which almost means like you have to go back to the to to law school every time this, some of this stuff is passed. Right. I mean, it's 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 nightmarish, but it's also really exciting mm-hmm. because, you know, these are very exciting laws that are going to provide, uh, you know, workers in the state of Minnesota more rights, not less more rights, but more rights. So it's, it's nightmarish because these laws, you know, they've been recently passed just, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the case of the Minnesota paid family and medical leave law just last week. So, you know, us as lawyers, we're still trying to wrap our heads around, you know, what these laws mean and what it entails, who's covered uh, certain uh, ex- uh, contingencies, that sort of a thing. So it's an exciting time, but I would say it's exciting, not nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot of work for you guys, Correct. And especially for lawyers. You guys have already done your lawyer stuff. And I imagine it's another full book of, of, of new laws that you have to, to go revisit and some that have been undone in that as well, that you have to kind of forget that that, that doesn't work like that anymore. Uh, well, let's talk with those things. You had mentioned when we get in, there are really two bills here when it comes to people getting time off from work, Correct. Uh, yeah, generally speaking, there's two major laws that have that have been passed this last session. Mm-hmm. All right, and the, the the big one is the paid family leave. Yeah, yeah. paid uh, the Minnesota paid family and medical leave law. That's 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 the biggest and most expansive one, I would say. Mm-hmm. And what exactly, from what you're reading on that, you know, from the best thing for most people out there, how is that going to apply to them? So a lot of folks have heard about FMLA. Uh, FMLA is a is a federal law that covers larger employers, employers with over. 50 employees, uh, and it's unpaid. Uh, this is now uh, covers Minnesota employees, and what Minnesota, and we're, by the way, we're the 12th state to enact a, a version of this paid family and medical leave law. And essentially, what happens is Minnesotans um, will be able to take uh, 12 weeks per year for their serious medical condition or the serious medical condition of a loved one uh, and up to 12 weeks of uh, family leave. So, for instance, uh, the birth of a child, 12 weeks of uh, bonding time. But if you use both in one year, it's 20 weeks max. So, for instance, if you take 12 weeks because, you know, your dad has cancer or something like that, and then there's a birth of the child in the same year, then it's 12 plus 8, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. And, and this is obviously a huge change for a lot of people out there. When does this first of all go into into effect? It goes in this the paid family and medical leave uh, statute law that was passed uh, goes into effect on January first of twenty twenty six. Okay, twenty twenty six. So it is a little bit of ways away, but it's obviously a larger program. So it's going to be obviously take time to get set up. Correct. Correct. Yep. So the it applies to all workers, uh, regardless of what their circumstances are. Essentially, applies to to all workers. There are some contingencies and things like that that we as lawyers are still, you know, trying to wrap our heads around. You know, seasonal seasonal workers, independent contractors, that sort of thing. But um, there's really no threshold for the size of the employer uh, that uh, is, you know, exempt from this. If you employ somebody, just one person, or even if you're self-employed. Uh, you're entitled to protection under this paid family and medical leave act law. 
One of the things, uh, one of the first things, a conservative friend of mine said this to me, and I thought this was interesting. He said, I'm actually for all this because I have two parents who I'm having to deal with and I've burned off all my vacation from the last three years just dealing with them. And they're all for this. So what you're, you know, for them, just for everyone out there, I have a sick parent. I walk into my boss's office and say, I need to take time off. They have to kind of let you go and do that, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, they can, you know, ask you for doc- documentation if you have, you know, a serious health condition. Uh, if the condition is foreseeable, you have to, there's a notice period yet, you know, you have to provide like 30 days advance notice. So there are things like that, that we as lawyers are still trying to wrap, wrap our heads around, but essentially, essentially, yes. And, and when you're talking about family, it's obviously mom, dad, having a kid, that's all there. Parents, I imagine are involved there. What, what is the other realm there? It's like, can, like if an aunt and uncle, is that, is that fall within the parameters? Under the Paid Family and Medical Leave Act law, I, I do not believe so. Okay. So mm-hmm. there are some limitations to what you can do, but it does give you that basic coverage if you're taking care of a parent or, as you said, birth of a child, that sort of thing. Right. Exactly. All right. The Okay. So I'm going to put a hypothetical out there, and you may not know this yet. Okay. <laughs> I probably uh, don't uh, yet. But, but so, so say I'm a worker here, and I've, I've asked off for a week of vacation on August 1st, and all of a sudden tomorrow, I need to take six weeks off because I've got... Um, I've got a family member. I've got a parent who's really sick. I've got to get them set up in a, in a senior care facility. A lot of stuff you have to do, move them, all that good stuff. You've got to take care of all that. Can your boss come back to you? Do you know if, if the boss can come back to you and say, well, you know what? You had a vacation planned, but we're not going to give you that vacation now. I need you back in the office. What kind of ripple effects can this do? I mean, because I, I, don't, I just want people to make sure they understand that there are, there are going to be certain parameters here. And is it a case where your boss can come back and say, well, your vacation is now canceled because I need you back in the office? Well, not vacation, no, Mm -hmm. because vacation is a benefit that the employer gives to the employee. Uh, there's no law in Minnesota or federally that covers that, you know, an employer must give, you know, X amount of vacation time. Mm -hmm. But if somebody asked for, you know, uh, time off uh, under the Paid Family and Medical Leave Act in Minnesota, and then you're like, well, you're asking for this time off. We're going to take away your vacation. (laughs) There's anti-retaliation provisions in this statute uh, that provide against that or protect, excuse me, against that type of behavior. So in my view, as an employment lawyer, taking away somebody's vacation for simply asking for some medical leave would be retaliation. Well, and and I hate to bring it up, but there are some real spiteful people out there. And I can see something like that, that, that exact scenario coming up saying, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I had a boss, <laughs> had a boss one time look at me and say, if you've got a family member who's on their deathbed, if you haven't already said their goodwills, don't ask me for time off to go do this. <laughs> I'm like, wow, can I chuck grandma out of the car at 50 miles an hour when I'm done, when she's gone? You know, that sort of thing. There are people out there that look at this stuff and are going to be, and as, as we've heard, there are some people who are pretty, you know, a little upset about this bill getting passed, business owners protect, particularly. They can't, it is passed. It's going to go into effect. They can't just retaliate for retaliation's sake. That's correct. That's correct. And to your point, Matt, I really think business owners should be, you know, somewhat excited about this because when a employee is looking for a job, benefits are a consideration. Mm-hmm. So smaller employers are going to be able to provide this benefit to their employees, you know, akin to a larger employer. So it is going to level the playing field a little bit if an employee is deciding which which way to go. Can I work for a small business? Can, business, can I afford it? Um, also, that brings up the question of funding. Small business owners 
like myself and, you know, the owner of this fine station, you know, it, of course, it's a little bit nerve wracking as small business owners. Are we going to be able to afford this mm-hmm. uh, in this type of economy? But I mean, it's going to be it's going to work like unemployment. So everybody is going to pay into a fund and it's going to be funded by a 007 percent payroll tax. That's 0.07%, not 7%. And it's going to be paid into a fund. Um, and that fund is going to be shared by the employee and the employer. And it's going to be split fif- up to 50-50%. Um, so it's a little like hole-in-one insurance if you're mm-hmm. a golfer, right? So at the beginning of the season, the golfer pays you know $100 to his or her respective golf course in case they get hole- a hole-in-one. And if they do get that hole-in-one, uh, then they can have a party and and share drinks with everybody without footing the bill for $4,000. So it's a little bit like uh, unemployment in that sort of respect where everybody shares the burden and there's going to be special, there is special exemptions for smaller employers that are under 30 folks. They're going to have reduced tax benefits and uh, uh, reduced burdens. Mm-hmm. When you look at it once again, and the, the, the paid family leave, the sick and safe time, that's a different bill. Correct. All right. And and how does that one First of all, how is, what's the realm that that one that covers? Right. So sick and safe leave is a little bit different. It's It doesn't really cover – well, it can cover. There's a little bit of overlap here, so we're still trying to wrap our heads around it, of course. <laughs> but, for instance, if – like having the flu um, is not a serious medical condition that would be covered by the Paid Family and Medical Leave Act um, or – you know, if you if it's unsafe to drive, you know, into work because of a huge snowstorm, that's safe time that wouldn't be covered, of course, by paid family and medical leave. So those it's a little bit more expansive in that respect. And that's what that covers. And how the Minnesota Sick and Safe Leave uh, Act would work is for every hour that you work in Minnesota, excuse me, every 30 hours that you worked, you accrue one hour of sick and safe leave up to 48 hours per year. It's interesting. I just saw a story that they said that sixty percent of all food poisoning cases are tracked back to sick employees, and that that's that's the case. We we have some industries where some things have gotten better. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I grew up in the '80s, so I remember where it's like, yeah, the kid, you're back here to work on Friday, you know that sort of thing. And that was the mentality. We've gotten better at this stuff, but we still have some industries where I think part of the reason they were fighting so much on that one was they just traditionally, we don't care, get in here and work. That's the only thing they care about. This kind of does set up a, 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 a safe zone, a bit of a safe zone for, for people to be able to, God forbid, if they are sick, to take the time off. Right, exactly. It's like, you know, if, if you are sick and you do have influenza, don't show up to work because you have the sick and safe time available to you uh, where you don't ha- just have to, you know, suck it up and infect your other coworkers. Yeah, or infect the food or anything like that, per se. <laughs> um, so th- this is – these basically – Although they're two separate plans, they work in tandem with each other and give, I mean, really, you said there, you told me there's 12 states that have this. Do do 12 states have this quite level of protection? I mean, this is really seems pretty, pretty amazing that we've gotten this now and it's going into effect. Yeah, it it, it is. It is quite amazing. Uh, The the 12 states that do have that I'm referring to is with regard to the paid family and medical leave act uh, statute. I'm not really sure about the sick and safe leave laws. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of states and actual cities that have sick and safe Mm -hmm. leave time, including Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington and Duluth there to have their own city ordinances for folks that work within 
those city uh, those city borders. Uh, but it is but it is pretty amazing. I mean, the United States is one of the only you know developed world state or developed world nations that doesn't have a national paid um, family medical leave act. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's it's. I'm glad we're here, and and frankly, I got to believe this is going to make Minnesota a bit of a boon of a place to come work. Because people, all these people are saying, well, the people are going to move their business out to Fargo. Well, I can tell you where all the far- people in Fargo are when we're working Moorhead. They're, they're all going to be looking for jobs in Minnesota because the benefits are going to be much better over there than they are going to be in Fargo. Totally, totally. And it's it's one of those things where, the like I said, the burden is going to be pretty minimal on employers. And if you are a small employer, you know, you are going to have relief. It's not going to be the same burden as, as a large employer. And larger employers who already have more expansive programs like, you know, your Targets or your United Health Group or something like that, if your program is already more expansive, this really doesn't affect you. You can still offer that private program as long as it's equal to or better than the Minnesota state program. Uh, of course, Ross Stadham is joining us right now, MJSB, Employment Justice. These two bills alone, and when I say nightmare, you can tell what I think about school. All right. <laughs> it's like you, these two bills alone are keeping you guys hopping. There's other ones coming through. I was I, Yesterday when they passed the marijuana bill, they signed that into law. I was looking at the, the law place. There, there's This has got to be there's a lot of other bills that are coming through that are going to have direct impacts to the employers and employees and how you know how they can operate within the daily basis. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, with the with the marijuana bill, um, you know now now uh, you know now it's going to be a legal product. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota has a statute on the books that says you can't fire somebody for using a legal product. A, a lawful consumable, um, so that that that's going to affect August first. Of course, August first, everyone. <laughs> August first. Yeah, but that's when it becomes legal. Um, but on top of that, too, I gotta imagine there's going to be uniqueness to. I, I was looking at the the, the marijuana bill is a jobs bill. Growers, distributors, stores, delivery services. I imagine there's going to be a tremendous amount of new laws that are going to apply to each one of these these specific businesses, which are going to have, as you, one of the things I know you guys do, you guys have to familiarize yourself not just with business, but specific businesses and how specific businesses operate, because some things, sometimes these laws are become very specific to an individual business. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's the, the marijuana bill and its effect on employment as far as, you know, as far as many other areas is going to it's going to be a work in progress to, you know, get up to get up to speed on that. It's exciting stuff though, like I said, yeah. Matt. It's uh it's it's one of those things that uh, it's it, it seems like Minnesota is in my opinion on the right path to, you know, offering more protections to workers, not less, and you know, expanding our rights to do what we want to do as citizens. <laughs> it is protecting the people, and you know that's that's the the key there. It's it's protecting the people. Of all the other bills are passing, is there anyone other ones that kind of you know you know tweet you a little bit saying, yeah, we got to spend some time on this? Uh God, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one, but there's also a, a ban on uh, non competes as well. That yes. is, yep. So that's that's another one that I, I really haven't had time to to dive into, but essentially in, into the actual language of the bill. But that's another one that's gonna that was passed and it's gonna protect workers that say, are, you know, banning them, uh, banning non competes, saying you know one of those things like, hey, you know, after your termination, you can't work, you know, within a hundred miles in the same sort of industry, you know. 
That's that's a huge that's huge for yeah. workers. Well, and it was the I, I work in media. That's that's what, those are common things. Now, no one would want to hire me after if I left here. So I'm good here. I'm perfect. He's stuck with me. I'm not leaving. I'm like a I'm like a tick that's embedded. <laughs> but no. But when you when you see it applied away from like media and celebrity into stuff like sandwich delivery services, you know, in in fast food restaurants. I mean, the ones that. They had, uh, there was, where was, was it uh, Jimmy John's and Sabaro had these things. It, 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 that's all you're doing is hurting people. You're basically trying to get them into a job and telling them you can't ever leave. Right. That'd be, that's ridiculous. There, there was a case out there that we talked about a number of months ago with the J- Jimmy John's yeah. where they lost in, you know, some sort of class action where it's like, no, 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 your non-competes banning folks from working in the food service industry, you know, within, you know, 50 miles is ridiculous. You can't. You can't, you know, tie somebody to a sandwich shop, like shop, excuse me, like it's, uh, you know, the medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> you're a serf. A serf. That's what I was looking yeah. for, a serf. Uh, yeah. you know, the agrarian society law from the 1700s I don't think should be applying today. Uh, I, I imagine this is difficult, too, because as good as some of these bills are written, there's stuff that the courts are going to have to weigh in on because just to clarify, correct? Is that usually how it goes? Absolutely. There's going to be tons of, you know, situations that arise, like the hypothetical that you gave me. Um, you know, that, and, you know, is, is this, is this worker covered? Is this family member covered? Uh, you know, is, is, does this amount to retaliation? You know, how do you inter, and it's going to be case specific and, mm-hmm. You know, those cases get appealed to the Minnesota Supreme Court, and then they decide, you know, exactly what this little line in the statute means, because it's always going to be up up for interpretation. That's what, what they're there for. I just, I don't even think, because, I mean, even the most strident people that are against us, I think from what we discussed, I mean, primarily with the, the uh, paid family uh, and uh, leave and then the, the sick safe time. I, 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 there's just too many people that when that gets down the road, there's, it's going to be poison for people to even think about trying to rescind this because it's going to be so popular because the reality is, is especially with our aging population, all of us have parents that are, that are older. This is just something that, you know, the fact that that's going to help so many people, I think it's, it will be a real boon and people will, will, no one will be wanting to admit that I was against that. You know what I mean? It's, it will be like fans of new kids on the block. Oh yeah. They sold a ton of millions (laughs) of albums. They sold millions of albums, but you're now saying that you didn't have one. Yeah. Right. No, (laughs) it's, it is going to be one of those cases where this is going to be, end up being so popular. I think it's going to be, it, no one will ever try to stop this from being in place again. I, I hope you're right. Uh, of course, there's always going to be those naysayers, but uh, you know, I think uh, I think they'll be speaking to a brick wall mostly when they're, you know, talking to society in general. <laughs> uh, Ross Stadheim, once again, MJSB Employment Justice. Uh, if people have questions, I mean, I'm, once again, these are these are laws that are even coming into place play in years from now, but they still have to go in. If people who have questions about anything involving employment law, they should get in touch with you. How do they do that? Yep. Yeah. So they can call our office. Uh, they can go to uh, www.mjsbjustice.com uh, and contact one of our, our five uh, attorneys. Uh, and we'd be happy. We are happy to pr- always provide a you know free consultation. Um, the Minnesota Sick and Safe Leave Law that does go into effect January one, twenty twenty four. So I want to clarify that the Paid Family and Medical Leave Law goes into effect January one, twenty twenty six. All right. So the sick uh, safe uh, sick safe time once again 
January upcoming here, and then but the 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 paid family that's going to be 2026. Keep that in mind. MJSBJustice.com. If you have a question, give them a call. They're more than happy to sit down with you and talk it out. By all means, Ross. By all means, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Matt. It was great to be in here on here again. <laughs> it is great to have you here as well. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show when we do return. It is the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. <laughs> 